Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence. Through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. Welcome back to the LARCast. If this is your first time listening, my name's Tony and the deep southern raspy voice you're about to hear next is is russ johnson russ what's up how you doing <laughs> so i was thinking that um, was that was a joke that's not how i really sound wait dang, but, no but that's how you really sound right there <laughs> i was like oh wait <laughs> i like how, oh. I, like how <laughs> I like how your impression of a deep southern raspy voice is it even deeper or southern or more raspy than your actual voice? <laughs> it's like this, yeah, you know, one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, like oh, was, shoot. <laughs> there's so, a fail. Um, I was uh, I was coming back from a photo shoot last week in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. We we have a client. We were out there shooting some food. They got some new products coming out, and on the way back. I played uh, Rory Scovel's Dilation uh, for Parker. And you know Parker. Uh, Parker's gone on uh, some LARC trips yeah. with us, caught some video. Yeah. Uh, just for, you know, for the a sake of context for, for everybody. So this is a mutual friend of ours, lives by me, works with me. And uh, so I was playing him, you know, the Southern Pilot one, where Rory Scovel's like, <laughs> Rory Scovel's <laughs> like, you know, nothing, he goes, I hate flying, but nothing gives me more comfort than if the if the pilot is Southern, because if you're from the South, you're raised with pride. And he goes, the rest of the country calls it racism. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 it's pride with a tinge of honesty. Tinge of honesty. Tinge of honesty. <laughs> and uh, he goes, well, the of course, Southern he's going to land this plane. He can't yeah. land this plane. <laughs> yeah, of course, he's going to land this plane. He goes, no, uh, we leave the wheels up. Leave the wheels up. Pick a spot. I'll land it. It's just so funny, but now this is, this is hilarious. While we were driving home, I had maps on Mm. and it kept interrupting the punchlines. Oh, bro. And and just like that time. Oh my. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh Lord. Just like that time. We, me and you, our car was leading a caravan of people. To an event. To an event. In Orlando, which is the worst place in the world to be or drive. <laughs> so Russ and I, our vehicles leaded a caravan of like four or five other vehicles. And they're all following us. Yeah. Yep. And so we're playing Rory Scovel's Dilation. And the the GPS kept interrupting the punchlines. <laughs> so I... <laughs> So I turned, I turned off GPS without my knowing. And I was driving <laughs> just to make that point clear. Just so we could hear this comedy bit from this dude. And before you know it, <laughs> we start p- pulling into Disney world. <laughs> we did. People are right. calling like, man, can y'all turn around? I'm like, there's no way to get off. There's, 
<laughs> if you haven't been to Disney World and you're listening to this right now, there's there's a median that runs through the middle of that, like that whole highway they built that takes you into Disney World. And it's like forever long, like miles. And there's this built median in the middle. So you can't cross lanes or try to turn around. There's no exits. So you have to ride that thing all the way to the damn gate. <laughs> People are calling like, us like, what is what going the on? What are you doing? So, so we pull in and do that really fun, like U turn, you know, with like all the caravans following you. Got to the event late. We finally get there, and I did put the blame on you, bro. But it was your fault. The blame it was it was my fault. Yeah, Tony it was, was my fault. Tony was getting irritated that somebody was interrupting his comedy routine. So turn that's getting that's getting brought up in the Bema seat, dude. That that Jesus is gonna yeah. want to talk to me about that. One. He's gonna be like, man, what's going on here? <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, we got to um. We got to put together like the Lark Tales. Yes. It'd be really cool if we could do it like animated, like something like cartoon version stories. Oh, dude, it could be. It could that, be, that'd uh, be pretty. It could be a single, be pretty awesome. a single season of television. See if we get picked up by Tubi. Oh, it would be great. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I live these stories and I've heard of them and told them. A thousand times, and I'm still laughing. So you know they would have to. Yeah, we'll have to get well, into that, man. Yes, but welcome back to uh, the Larkast, Russ. What are we? What are we getting in? Tell tell the people, tell, tell the, the people, people what why we're here, what what we're doing, what's happening here, huh? What 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 happens here? What go? What's going on here, huh? We just come in here, two people talk. This is yep. communism. <laughs> This is a meeting, and it shouldn't happen. <laughs> so, as soon as you started running down that list, I started hearing chunk from Goonies. In my... The beginning, the start at the beginning. <laughs> chunk goes back in this story, dude. <laughs> Keep that out of the blender. When I was in first grade, I... <laughs> so good. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people feel bad for us or not, dude. Like the two of us here laughing like this. <laughs> okay. So here, so here's good. what we're getting into. Um, we are in the middle of the Yeah Butts. And the Yeah Butts would just be a string of podcasts for us that are pressing into, if you're new to this, to these oftentimes verses, man, to get thrown at you. When people go and step into freedom and start to really take their freedom seriously. They find themselves with more time for friends. They find themselves with less pressure to fix all the people around them or themselves. They get to be honest about their real story. Uh, there's a there's a lot of beautiful things, man, that come out of knowing you're loved and living loved. And um, that can have a real rub, dude, on our whole conventional idea of church, especially. Because yep. this freedom way of Jesus just doesn't compute. And um, doesn't fit. And that can lead to a lot of questions from people around us and oftentimes pushbacks. And they always come in that form of like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but. Mm -hmm. And so if you're new to this, back up a few episodes and you can start at the beginning of these um, 
of this series where we unpack some of these yeah buts. And today we're going to be looking at one that I don't think is going to take long, man. There's really no need to belabor it. But I think it's really worth hearing and being or being reminded of, okay, wherever you are in the and uh, in response to this, but it's found in Second Timothy chapter four, and it's that thing that we often hear. And I even had some people this very week, man, reach out to me about what to do with this because of some people putting some pressure on them, and it's this idea of the tickling of the ears. Mm. Y'all out here just tickling ears, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's sometimes something that's said. Uh, what you're saying, you're you know, you're just you're just trying to make people happy, man. That don't want to have to really get it together for Jesus. And I think if you really take a hard look at what freedom is, it'd be a life of dependence on Jesus. That life of dependence would be a life of faith. It's what it's the one thing you see Jesus live into. It's what you it's where you really get to see what it really means to be human. Hmm. Okay. Um and I would dare say it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And the only thing from Jesus I feel like you can actually imitate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. for everybody who's saying, well, we need to imitate Jesus. I'm like, well, he's perfect. And I think it's pretty plain that we probably need to hang up the, the, the perfect game. But what we could do is probably learn to live by faith in who the Father is and who we are in him. Yeah. That life of dependence is the life of freedom. And it's extremely, it's violent, dude, mm-hmm. against your nature because the human story is a story for a love of control. Yep. Right. Um, I was talking to a guy a couple of days ago, I was going through a hard time, and he's really working through these things that he's struggling with in regards to what he believes and, and you know what I'm saying, to what he's doing. And we, we all get that. Like there's what I believe to be good and true where harmony is found in Jesus, but I seem to struggle with these couple things and I can't seem to get over it. And so he's running through this list of what he can do, how he can fix it, how he can make up for it, what he can, you know, for his marriage. And he's, you know, he keeps going. And I said, man, it sounds to me like you're trying to be Lord. Hmm. And, and he, it got quiet and he said, well, what's, What's the difference, man? Because it seems like this is all I know. I said, well, man, you can try to be Lord or you can learn to live loved. Hmm. But you can't do both, bro. Mm -hmm. And so in your struggle, I feel like Jesus is there in the midst of this and his grace is sufficient. And he's not high-fiving you over these things that you're you're foolishly pursuing. Um, But at the same time, he's not calling you to be Lord Mm -hmm. and go fix yourself. And so I think that backstory, that backdrop, you know what I mean? That understanding of our humanity, I think plays a really cool role in realizing what freedom is, but also how difficult it is, how challenging it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where this pushback, man, always stems from is people get around those that are free and they're probably not free. (laughs) And so there comes the envious, yeah, but. Yeah, they're envious. Yep. Just a a little a little nugget about a future episode. Their anger and pushbacks are more rooted in their envy. Mm. 
Dude, I ain't gonna lie. I can't wait until we unpack that one because yeah, I love the insights, good. man, that you pulled up on that. I don't want to give that away on this episode. No. But envious would be a great word for it. And they want you to be as shackled as they are and yep. miserable as they are. And what's funny is it's oftentimes out of that heart that this passage is grabbed onto and used against you by people. And yet it has nothing to do with the actual context of the book of Timothy at all. So in second Timothy, Paul, you know, he's talking to Timothy. He's this younger uh, leader within the church as in like the one church in the world and leader as in not someone who's more special or better or brighter, but leader is just someone who the spirit of God is working in. And he seems to be going first. I think that's the best word for it. Mm. It's just someone who's grabbed onto something first and they're speaking about it and leading into it first. Mm. And they're showing everyone else around them what that actually looks like. So they too can go do this. And so that's who Paul's talking to. His name is Timothy. And he says, look, I charge you in the presence of God. Okay. And of Christ Jesus, who was judged to the living and the dead. And if you're wondering what does all that look like, just back up one episode. Cause we had a great, great episode, man, about what judgment actually is and, it's uh, it's not this thing that we often fear. But he, anyways, he says this. He says in verse two, preach the word and be ready in season and out of season. Okay, preach as in like tell, tell of the word. Well, what's the word? Well, the word is Jesus. And so this is just another way of saying share the good news. Mm-hmm. Share the good news in season and out of season. All right. In other words, like just always be ready, man, for this opportunity. Because it's just so blessed for the people around you when you are. Because they get to hear good news and he says he says reprove rebuke and exhort with i love this with complete patience and teaching Hmm. all right he said for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Hmm. And so, again, looking at that verse, it gets sort of handed to you when you're living in freedom and passing on freedom. You get this, uh, yeah, man, but what about what about this passage where Paul was warning Timothy not to do what you're doing? Because it sounds like you're just tickling ears. That's a mm-hmm. phrase that got attached to what's in the scriptures, which we're referring to the, to the audience, having itching ears, people mm-hmm. who just wanted to hear what they wanted to, they just wanted basically to hear that they're right in what they're thinking and what they're thinking, even though it's a myth is true and they should pursue it with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. Now I would say we've all seen in our own lives and in the world around us that there is a grave danger Um, And when I say grave danger, I'm just referring to pain, okay? There's pain that you will find in your life and pain you'll probably bring about in the lives of other people when you grab onto myths as reality and pursue them as truth, okay? So it's not good. Let's let's not kid ourselves here. It also doesn't mean that you're not loved, all right? It just means that, hey, you might have something going on in your life where you're like willfully wanting things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that can just be because of ignorance. And then a lot of times I have found that it can come from arrogance. And so the arrogance, right, 
of wanting to be Lord and seeking control can almost build a fence around ignorance. <laughs> Like, like I'm grabbing on the wall. Only the, the only thing that I want to believe, <laughs> and I'm not letting anybody in or say otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have this, this, again, this ignorance built by arrogance and it's uh, it, it can be dangerous. And so that, again, that's this crowd. And I think I've been there. I know other people have been there. We live in a world where people get there. Um, I get it. We want to be Lord. I get it. All right. But what you see Paul telling Timothy here, you know, in, in referring to like, hey, don't fall prey to that. Okay. Don't align yourself with just bringing to people what it is that they want to hear. Instead, bring what is true, bring what is good, mm-hmm. bring what is valuable. Um, yes, it's probably not what they want, but let's just be honest here, man. Um, the human story is generally always wanting what it doesn't need. Yeah. We're not generally wanting what we do need yeah and if you Um, think about like what someone naturally would want they naturally would want teachings that align with you know control things that they can grab onto with their hands things that they can tangibly do something that would pull them away from a life of faith um a life of doing uh, a life of accomplishing um bringing bringing control back into your hands whether that be i'm saving myself by my Mm -hmm. own performance i'm sanctifying you know myself something you can curate you know for yourself and see what you just shared to me is in accordance to the passage okay in the study of it in the context what you just shared actually describes are you ready the person who's coming at you with the yeah but Mm -hmm. in other words you kind of flip the script here the crowd that Paul's describing, okay, is no different than the crowd who has an issue with freedom yeah. and is accusing you of tickling of, ears. Of tickling ears. Yeah. Yep. And seeing that, man, was like, whoa. Man, this has always been a passage that I feared in the past as a pastor. Like, you know, like, hey, man, don't. Don't start just grabbing on to whatever, you know, is like culturally happening. And as you know, we live in a time right now where culturally can be a million things. It's not like there's the culture and then the church, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, dude, there's cultures, big tribes, man, with various opposing beliefs and values. And, and you can find yourself aligning with any of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and, and just in a sense, like wanting the acceptance and, and the security, man, that comes with the belonging to a tribe because you've aligned with what they think, believe, say, and do. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I think uh, what, what Paul's showing us here is like, no, the, the person who's guilty of tickling ears is the person who's doing what I just described. And that's not the person who's announcing freedom. Yeah. Because announcing freedom, are you ready? Isn't tickling ears because a control loving humanity doesn't have itching ears for freedom. Yeah. We actually don't know what to do with freedom. That is Mm -hmm. the human story. It's not knowing what to do with a freedom that's found in a life of dependence on God and and an entire livelihood spent on the pursuit of trying to be God. Mm -hmm. That's the garden. And it's been every story of every human sense. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like, 
you're getting accused of something, you know what I mean, by someone who's in the camp that Paul's right. saying don't align with, not yep. vice versa. Yep. <laughs> because yeah, it it's gotten the charge of well, cheap grace. Well, this is just yeah. this is just easy. Yep. Oh, just just believe. And they don't understand, you know, we, we again you brought up the word violent. It wages war, dude. Yes. On the old man. Yep. The old man, that phrase, the old man, was coined by Paul. Paul, if you remember his story, was perfect according to the law. The Pharisee of Pharisees. Yeah. He didn't come at Jesus from a younger brother rebellious mm-hmm. standpoint. He came at Jesus from an older brother self-righteous standpoint. Right. So when Paul coins old man, he doesn't mean, you know, the one out there getting drunk, having sex with whoever and kicking dogs, you know, and yep. partying in, in a rebellious phase. He he means that old man that longs to be Lord. Yes. Yep. And it's that old man. Okay. That old man, again, doesn't have itching ears for freedom. So you bringing freedom to the old man is not you tickling their ears. It's actually you bringing the truth that Paul's talking about, the truth of the good news of Jesus to a crowd, to a world that doesn't have itching ears for that. It actually Mm -hmm. has itching ears for whatever brings about a sense of control. And this is true inside and outside of all that has become conventional church. And so we'll just real quick, you can kind of look at it like you got two main audiences here. You got, you know, you got the Greek and you got, you know, the Jew, you know, one is knowledge. One's a little bit more like behavior. Mm -hmm. So the Greeks were, you know, you have this Hellenistic teaching style. So in a sense, it's all knowledge, 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 think your way to a new being. Yep. And so what are you looking for? If that's your background, if that's your story, well, you're looking for all the knowledge, all the sermons, all the studies. Okay all the things that you need to know and keep knowing. And so you'll find yourself in a, in a whole lifetime of attending services and studies mm-hmm. to constantly gain knowledge. Okay. To become this thing that you think you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming from the Jewish background, you're coming from a Hebraic learning style, which is to go think your way into a new way of acting. It's opposite. Okay. Of the you Greek Hellenistic like way. Act your way into a Sorry. new way. Yeah, correct. Yes, act. So you're acting your way into a new way of yeah, of thinking. Again, that'd be the Hebraic. And so what are you looking for? Well, you're looking for rhythms. You're looking for rituals. You're looking for right all these things that we can find inside and outside of all forms of religion, right? That will help you achieve this sense of control, this sense of peace. You're you have this fear that you're not enough. You live in this anxiety of what God's really like. You probably doubt, you know, him in some capacity. And therefore you have to go make up for this. Okay. And all that you either are thinking toward being or doing toward being. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what's violently opposed to that? You know, what's not itching the ears of that? What's not tickling the ears of that? The announcement that there is a God who made you, loved you, saved you, reconciled you, done. Past mm-hmm. tense. And in him, you already stand whole, loved, whole, okay, home, free, 
because you're already one in him. Mm-hmm. And the life of faith before you is a life of learning to trust him in the day to day. Yep. Learning to recline in this reality and see where he's at work and join in what he's doing. And what does that look like tomorrow? We don't know because you won't know what the father's doing tomorrow till tomorrow. Right. This is the life of faith in Jesus. This is the life of faith that we've been invited into. And announcing the freedom that leads to that life of faith is not tickling ears. It's yep. the opposite. Right. So when someone hands you that, if you're listening in on this and someone accuses you of that, just recall the actual context of what's going on here in the verse. Know what it is that you're bringing to someone in the name of Jesus versus what the audience in general right, is looking for. And just find that rest in the fact that, no, no, what I'm doing, what I'm sharing is actually what Paul was sharing. And it's what Paul was taught Timothy to share. Mm-hmm. And it's what Paul was telling Timothy to be sure to share. Mm-hmm. In other words, don't fall into the myths, Timothy, that if you bring three points to this and seven steps to this every week, you follow where I'm going here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't fall into those myths. Right. Let the good news be as reckless as it is and be a friend that helps people discover it. That's, that's it not is. the tickling. It's the opposite. There it is. Yeah. And if you pair that with the Galatian case study, you know, he says, man, you guys were running well. You were free. You were running well in the spirit. You were living a life in, in the spirit. Mm. And then some yahoos from James church in Jerusalem come down <laughs> yeah. and start, you know, that you know, had to be from there. Start, you know, <laughs> pairing you know the finished work of jesus with you know the law of moses and this mm-hmm. old kind of anchor this this dead impossible weight of performance and do yeah. you want to talk about a pissed off apostle it's those who yeah. were tickling ears with performance um and and they bewitched you know they tricked they you know they fooled these galatians back into a life of you know, um, doing and hard work Mm -hmm. and earning. And I think that that is, um, you know, it's such a, it's such a temptation because it taps into the old man. It tickles the ears. Yeah. What tickles the ears is earning. What also tickles the ears is that I, is the belief that your effort is needed to or earning isn't the case, it's effort. Well, guess that's still a form of tickling the ears. And uh, I, I think it's, I think we have to go back and look at like, well, so what did Paul say to that crowd that was doing this? This thing that we think is not tickling ears in the church world actually is. So what did Paul say to them? And it's like, he, <laughs> he said, I wish you would emasculate yourself. I wish you would castrate yourself. Yep. Dude. I mean, I feel like I can just leave that one there. Like (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's pretty plain. So if you're passing on freedom, okay. Without next steps, if you're passing on friendship without next steps, you're inviting people into a life of complete and utter trust on Jesus alone for who they are, their very identity. Okay, if you're in sense, if you're inviting people to get lost in the life of Christ, 
instead of trying to go make something of themselves in the name of Christ. You're uh, you're in good company with Paul and what he was telling Timothy to do. Yeah, you're the opposite. Yep. You're, you're doing the opposite of uh, of tickling ears. So rest in that, man. Dude, rest in that, dude. And to that, I say, cheers. Cheers. cheers.